Good morning. I'm Weemala. Today's Thursday, September 22nd, and I've been gone for about three weeks from Facebook and healing from, uh, I had surgery and I've been healing from that and resting a lot and um, setting up doctor's appointments. Now the next round for me will be after a few more weeks, I think at least of healing, I'll have to have radiation treatments for a while. And those are daily, short treatments, but daily for about five weeks. So that's yet to come, but the uh, everything's going well, everything's good. It's just a long rehab, long, long recovery time. So I'm back and I'm going to be talking on um, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, and not doing the Sunday uh, sitting with Weemala talks because there are so many things scheduled on the Blue Lotus Temple schedule for Sunday mornings that it seems like I would just be adding to that uh, uh, sort of pile of different opportunities coming through the temple online. So. I'll just make it Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Is that right? That's right. Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So we'll see how that works. So we're reading, still working in Sharon Salzberg's book, A Heart as Wide as the World, which is just beautiful. It's an older book of hers, but I, it's, it's become one of my favorites. So the book is in three sections, and we've just picked, I've picked kind of randomly through the book. We certainly haven't been reading at all. The first section is called uh, The Spirit of Meditation. The second is The Practice of Transformation. And that's the one I'm starting to read some more uh, from this section. We've read some before, but now I'm trying to take it more section by section. So this is from The Practice of Transformation. And then part three will be living with wisdom and compassion. Although I think there could have been no sections and this would still have just been a great set of essays. So here's her introduction. The first essay in this section, uh, not the, f yeah, is called Like the Presence of the Sky, but there's a short introduction that I think is lovely. Through meditation practice, we learn to enter into silence, and there the fruits of the practice reveal themselves. Wisdom, which is seeing deeply into the true nature of life, and compassion, the trembling of the heart in response to suffering. Wisdom reveals that we are all part of a whole, and compassion tells us that we can never really stand apart. Through this prism, we see life with openness, knowing our oneness. We find wisdom and compassion coming to life, transforming how we understand ourselves and how we understand our world. Okay, let me make a change here. Excuse me. <laughs> it's like I'm learning this all over again. Okay. And I better get the volume up. There. Sorry about that. So, like the presence of the sky. One day I asked an acquaintance of mine, how has your life changed since you started meditation practice? Without a moment's hesitation, 
He said that before starting to practice, whatever happened in his mind felt as if it were taking place in a small, dark, enclosed theater, and that everything taking place on the stage seemed to be overwhelming and solid. He went on to say that now, since he started meditation practice, his awareness of what happened in his mind was like watching an opera in an open-air theater. It was funny that he would use this metaphor of an outdoor theater. Not long before that conversation, some friends had taken me to my first opera in an open-air theater in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Our seats were situated so that I could see both the stage and the sky all around it. In New Mexico, the sky is so vast. Watching the characters struggle, struggling with the immense complexity of their lives against the backdrop of that open and spacious sky was a fantastic ju juxtaposition. However histrionic the event, however dramatic, however much despair or ecstasy was happening on stage, it was all in the context of that hugely spacious sky. Through meditation practice, we begin to enlarge our own perspective. We discover a quality of space that knows no bounds, a quality of mind that can accept anything. The practice is about nurturing this immensity of vision. Sometimes we think that what is in front of us is so solid and so real, and yet it is actually just an operatic interpretation. If we step back and see things in a greater perspective, our experience changes completely. But when we aren't able to see this larger perspective, our energy and awareness tend to collapse around certain events. We habitually create, as William Blake put it, mind-forged manacles, binding ourselves to limited perceptions. However, we can retrain the mind to be aware, to be mindful, to take rest in what is actually happening, to relinquish grasping, aversion, and delusion, and to be filled with love. The mind has already been trained to grasp, push away, separate, collapse, to be confused, to not see options. We have been trained to be jealous, anxious, doubtful, afraid, and to judge ourselves. Our minds have basically been conditioned to be stuck in the opera and to miss the sky above and around. Training our mind through meditation does not mean forcibly subjugating it or beating it into shape. It means very patiently inclining the mind toward awareness, loving kindness, compassion, letting go, and toward a generosity of spirit. Again and again, no matter what is happening, we incline the mind through meditation practice to relax and experience the spaciousness that is inherent to awareness and to loving kindness. 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows may arise, but that spaciousness, like the presence of the sky, is able to transform our lives. I love that, and I think um, over the years for me in my practice and where I am today, that spaciousness is what I'm most aware of. 
is, is exactly what she's talking about in this essay. And I love the image of the opera, that before we meditate, it's, it's like that opera is in a really tiny closed <laughs> theater, and it's all about us. And then uh, retraining the mind, we, we begin to see things as just part of, part of everything else. So before we meditate, our minds have basically been conditioned to be stuck in the opera and to miss the sky above and around. So I want to read another one that's just about a page long, but I want to put these two together. They're both so good. Never alone. Loving kindness, or metta, is one of the main meditation practices of the Buddhist tradition. It's a practice that involves offering a sense of loving-kindness to oneself and then extending this offering to loved ones, friends, acquaintances, difficult people, and ultimately to all beings everywhere. Once when I was teaching a loving-kindness retreat, one of the students told me about the impact this practice had on her life. She said that the entire past year of her life had been filled with a great deal of loss and disappointment. It would have been easy for her to become disconsolate. Except for one thing, her recognition that somewhere in the world somebody was offering loving-kindness to all sentient beings everywhere. By definition, that included her. Somebody somewhere, never having met her, not knowing her situation, not having any personal connection to her, was actually sending her thoughts of loving-kindness. Someone was opening his or her heart and wishing for her happiness, peace, safety, and freedom. This was happening simply by virtue of the fact that she existed. She was a sentient being, and that was enough for her to be a deserving recipient of the force of love. This recognition, she said, was a singular force that had given her the strength to go on, to keep her heart from breaking during difficult times. How wonderful to know that there is always someone who is dedicating this very moment to generating love and compassion for you and for all beings, without knowing anything about you, without knowing who you are, not because you are especially nice, not in any exchange for any favor or out of obligation, but simply because you exist. Someone right now is deeply wishing you well, wishing for your happiness. If, like the woman on the retreat, we can recognize this, then we realize that we are not isolated in our suffering. No matter what our particular circumstances, we are never completely alone. We are each receiving this force of beneficence. We, are, we can also recognize that when we practice metta, when we offer love and compassion, we are giving a true and powerful gift. Somebody, somewhere, is very gratefully receiving it. Those are two really good. So think about that when you practice metta. Uh, anytime you add even a moment of metta to your practice, you can be 
sending sending that uh, loving kindness, that friendliness out to all sentient beings. If you only have a minute, you can start with yourself and then immediately go to sending out that same uh, comfort you find in practicing loving kindness towards yourself and how it can comfort you and help heal you. Then you can send it out to all other beings and uh, do the whole thing in under a minute. But you're but you're reaching out. You're expanding your own world, and you're touching others. So that's from Sharon Salzberg's book, "A Heart as Wide as the World." Let me take a sip of water. So why don't we practice now? We have time for good practice. And I'm going to use the words that I've used before from Christy Tenery. Christy Tending is her uh, website, christytending.com, and her name is Christy Tenery, Tenery Spalding. And I love, uh, this. these are just the phrases that she suggests we can offer when we do loving kindness and I think I think they're just beautiful. So just be in that posture to meditate, which the posture itself is sending a signal to your body that you're moving into meditation. So it's a little different from you know talking to someone or watching TV or reading. And so we're sitting upright. Or you can be on your back or in bed or in a, you know, I'm in a chair. You can be on the floor if you're comfortable with that. You can do this walking, but you want your back to be straight for your body. <laughs> Don't try to be a, be a copying someone else the way they do it because their body's going to be different. Uh, roll your shoulders back. I think that's really helpful. It helps me get that spine to be straighter and supporting me better. Then close your eyes if you want. That's usually how we do meditate in our tradition unless we're doing walking meditation. Just to cut out some of that visual distraction that comes up so easily and easier to get distracted. And just be aware of your body breathing. If you've been rushing around and you're trying to slow down, you want you want your body and your mind to come together now. So if you do a few deep breaths in and out, just to get started, that can help you ground yourself to really become centered, really be present in the moment. It's signifying a shift and where your attention is going to be to your body. Now stay with your breath, 
And remember that whenever we get distracted in our practice or in anything we're doing in our daily lives, if we want to come back to mindfulness, we just come back to our breath and stay with that breath for a while. Whatever we're doing, we can always stop and come back to the breath. Use that as your anchor. Be aware of your breath. We, you can be aware of the breath when you're practicing, either around your nostrils, it's very subtle, or you can be aware of the breath in your belly, and you can feel, if you can't put your hand on your belly, you can just feel, uh, you can feel that the, the belly kind of, when you inhale the belly, comes out, when you exhale, it contracts. So we'll do loving kindness today. And I'll use her phrases. And remember, you can pick the phrases that just can, you can easily remember and that you can, sometimes you just might start saying these to yourself after a while. If you see yourself beginning to get angry or you just need a kind of calm space. May I be peaceful. May I have ease of well-being. May I be healthy in body and mind. May I be kind to myself. May I accept myself as I am. May my life unfold smoothly with joy, and may I be free from danger and harm. You can feel, as you take in those phrases for yourself, you can feel some lightening, lightening up. Even if you've been uh, stressed or frustrated or rushed or uh, out of kilter anyway, when you begin to say these phrases to yourself, you can feel yourself relaxing if you allow it. Now we, now we send out the same thoughts of loving-kindness, the same wishes to our loved ones, the ones closest to us. May my loved ones be peaceful. May they have ease of well-being. May my loved ones be kind to themselves. May each one of my loved ones accept themselves just as they are right now. And may my loved ones' lives unfold smoothly with joy. And may all my loved ones be free from danger and harm.
Now we can move out. You can, if you want to and you need to, you can, you can think about difficult people, find or think of one difficult person in your life. Let's do that. So you have a difficult person today, someone you're just a little miffed with, or someone that maybe you always have difficulty with, someone you work with, or some uh, relative or something. So let's work with one difficult person. May my difficult person be peaceful. May this person have ease of well-being. May my difficult person be healthy in body and mind. May this person be kind to themselves. May my difficult person accept themselves just as they are. And may their life unfold smoothly with joy. And may my difficult person be free from danger and harm. And just see that difficult person as another human being, just like yourself. They want the same things. And now we can send send these same thoughts and feelings out to all living beings everywhere, all sentient beings, invisible, invisible. human and non-human, just send out, let these, let these ideas and thoughts and blessings just radiate out from you in all directions. And it's a boundless, it's a boundless extension out beyond anything we can imagine. May all beings be free from suffering, free from fear, worry, anxiety. May all beings be free from hunger and thirst and the changes in climate that we see creating disasters with weather. May all living beings be able to care for themselves or may they be cared for with love by others. And may all living beings be filled with peace. And may they be able to live in peace. And may everything by sending out the merit for our own actions. May everything we do and say and think today be done not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all living beings everywhere. So thank you so much for being here. 
I'll try to fix little glitches, like not letting me say say what what this is. I'll try to fix the glitch, but thank you so much for being a big part of my practice, and thank you. Uh, I really feel welcome back, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow, and then next to, next week we'll, we be, we'll be on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Okay, thank you so much. Have a beautiful day.